Justin, but you can call me Jay Swag, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Swag. Appreciate you stopping by, giving a listen, hanging out, checking this show out. Do appreciate it. Um, we're back with more WWE, and it's not my fault; it's their fault because they're the ones who are booking these pay-per-views and live events all in a short span of time okay don't put it on me don't you put that on me ricky bobby um but yeah so last week we just had super showdown from saudi arabia which i will be discussing and boy was that a train wreck um and uh then we'll get into the preview for elimination chamber which is coming up this sunday um so yeah so let's just I'll say I say briefly now, but we'll see. Um, but let's briefly uh, go over the results from Super Showdown and just kind of the general vibe of it and my thoughts on it uh, before we move on to Elimination Chamber. So running down the card here, um, in the order that it happened, we had uh, the pre-show where. There was just one match, and it was the OC versus the Viking Raiders, um, which the OC won, which I correctly predicted that match. Um, so, yeah, that was fine, whatever. I, again, I can't really speak, I can't give a whole lot of analysis on this because I didn't watch the event. So, you know, I don't know how the match actually was. Um, you know, it's a shame that the Viking Raiders are losing again and they're losing again to the OC and they're losing again to the OC in Saudi Arabia, um, because they lost the best tag team in the world tournament to them in the last Saudi show. Um, so, you know, OC pick up a victory here. I don't know. Cool. I guess didn't mean anything. None of this really means much anyway, but, um, and then we get the gauntlet match for the two wake trophy in which um, I believe it started with R-Truth versus Bobby Lashley. R-Truth won. And then he beat Andrade and then Eric Rowan and then lost to AJ Styles. And then Ray was supposed to be the last person out, but he uh, was beaten up by the OC backstage. So then AJ Styles is out there gloating like, oh, I win. Uh, And then The Undertaker comes out choke slams him and wins the trophy and then leaves um so this was just really weird i mean first of all from what i heard again because i only just like read up on it um r-truth went through lashley andrade and eric rowan uh which was fun you know because at this point it's like first of all our truth can still go he's still in great shape he can still wrestle so i'm glad that they let him actually get some action in here it seems like um more than just a roll-up for the 24-7 title. Um, so glad that he got a little bit of a nod there. Um, you know, and again, because they can have a little bit of fun, I guess you could say, with these events, because uh, they try to forget them as soon as they happen. Um, 
and then uh, AJ Styles comes out and beats him. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. I honestly don't fully remember. Um, and then, like I said, they cut to a screen backstage where we see Rey Mysterio um, is being beaten up by the OC. And then it cuts back to AJ Styles in the ring, who has a mic. Um, we got some questions in the chat here. Meow meowing tin IV, I think the fourth. Hello, sir. I know nothing about sports. Cool, man. Whatever. You don't have to know anything about sports. Um, you can just hang out and chill. Um, you know, like I, I always try to give context to these things. Um, and you know, I try to explain as much as I can to people who don't fully understand, um, sports. So if that's you again, feel free to just hang out here. We're just talking about some wrestling here, some wrestling. Um, and then, uh, do you think the rusty trombone is the most powerful move in WWE? You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that's. Well, I can't say that's a troll because I don't know for sure, but I have never heard of that move before, and I don't think it's real. So, MF Camisado. Um, really? I mean, maybe it's real. All right, well, let's... Let's do what we do best on this show, and yeah, I'm not seeing anything here. Looks like that was probably a troll to get me to look at a sex move, a rusty venture. It was a highly disputed sex move, so... Um, Yeah, the rusty trombone is the dirtiest sex instrument. That's why I figured. That's why you don't just Google rusty trombone. That's why you Google WWE rusty trombone move. Um, it's from the Attitude Era. Okay, well, I mean, if you're just trying to get me to look up sex stuff on my computer, mission not accomplished because I'm smarter than that. Um, yeah, you're telling me to Google it, yeah. We chillin' and vibing. It's a sex thing, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's why, you know, that's the fun thing about wrestling, though, is that you can actually have a lot of the moves can have a, the same name as uh, lots of things, whether it be sexual positions or, you know, innuendo or whole lots of stuff. So that's fun. They've named people boogers before, you know? Um Apologies, audio. I don't know where that cut off, but per usual, my garage man cut off. Um, anyways, let's see here. So, we were talking about... Um, now, hold on. Let me refresh the stream here real quick. Okay, anyways. So, we were talking about The Undertaker uh, winning the two-week trophy. So, he, so basically... Cuts back to AJ Styles, and he's in the ring with the mic, and he's like, Rey Mysterio can't come out, and he can't fight. That means that I am the winner. Um, but then we cut back to um, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, cut back to the backstage area, and we see Gallows and Anderson just laying prone on the ground, and then we see Boots in a uh, trench coat, and so then it's like, oh, it's the Undertaker. The Undertaker comes out, does his ten minute intro, uh, ten minute entrance, and then um, let's see, I'm trying to remember here. Does his entrance comes in, doesn't take his hat or his coat off, choke slams Styles. Pins him one, two, three. You're, the Undertaker is the winner of the two wake trophy, uh, for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, that was just it was just weird, you know. Um, it just didn't make much sense. All right. Uh, sorry again for the jump there. For the audio listeners, had to. Give someone a timeout on Twitch because they're just trolling me in the chat. But it's whatever. It's fine because they're giving me a, a view. So I don't really care. Uh, anyways, so Undertaker is your winner of the gauntlet match for the two-week trophy. It makes no sense. I don't know why they did that. We still don't know if this is setting up for a um, Undertaker-AJ Styles match at WrestleMania or not. We don't, we don't know. Um, so... It's just like, it's kind of funny because Undertaker like didn't even, like he literally didn't take his coat or his hat off at all. Like he didn't try. Chokeslammed AJ Styles, which I can't remember the last time the Undertaker or anyone won a match with a chokeslam, you know, and then wins this gauntlet in the trophy. And then he gets out of the ring, stands by the trophy so they can get their pictures and video shots, and then just walks away. Doesn't even take the trophy with him. Um freaking hilarious i don't understand um i don't know i just don't understand wwe sometimes i don't understand their booking i don't understand why they did it that way um again we still don't even know if this is actually leading to undertaker versus styles at wrestlemania especially now that alistair black is involved with aj styles so it's like are they going to do like a tag match maybe of like a um Alistair Black and The Undertaker versus the whole OC at WrestleMania. I don't know, but it was just, like, weird. And, I mean, it was just, again, it's the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, so everyone's kind of just laughing anyway. Um, So, yeah, I just thought it was pretty funny, honestly. Um... What's next? Then The Miz and John Morrison defeated... Oh, so I, by the way, I predicted that went wrong because um, I had AJ Styles winning that match, so whatever. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison defeat The New Day to become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. This is the one I said, if there's a title that's going to change hands, it's going to be this match. I didn't predict it correctly, unfortunately, because I said The New Day would retain. Um, but Miz and John Morrison win. Uh, like I said, I thought it was going to happen eventually. It just happened earlier than I thought, so... That's that. Again, I don't really have much to say because I didn't watch the match. Um, next up, Angel Garza defeated Humberto Carrillo, which I got correctly. or Yeah, I predicted correctly. Um, you know, makes sense because he's, you know, Angel Garza is kind of the new guy right now that they're trying to give a little bit of a push to. Um, so have him get that win over Humberto again. Um Seth Rollins and Murphy defeated the Street Profits to retain the Tag Team Championships. I predicted that one correctly as well. 
uh, as well as the Angel Garza one. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but then they went on this past Monday, spoiler alert, to lose the titles uh, to the Street Profits. So, which was, and it was a pretty big pop, honestly, in Brooklyn for them. So that was pretty cool. Um, it's a pretty decent match, too, actually, um, especially for TV. But yeah, so Rollins and Murphy retained in Saudi Arabia, which made sense. Again, you're just not really going to cha- have any title changes on a big, uh, big show like this. Um, I still think at this point it was too early for the Street Profits to win, or more for Rollins and Murphy to lose the titles because they just won them like a month ago, I think. So I thought it was too early, but whatever. Um, those titles just, it feels like they keep playing hot potato with those titles. So, um, then Mansoor defeated Dolph Ziggler. No surprise there. Cause he's the hometown boy. Um, and then Brock Lesnar, uh, beat Ricochet in 90 seconds to retain the WWE championship. So that was a huge bummer to hear about. Um, from what I read, Ricochet didn't get a single move of offense in, uh, it was just a bunch of suplexes and then an F5 and it was over. Um, so this is probably what we should have expected, but because of previous matches that Lesnar has had with smaller opponents and with guys he likes working with, he lets them get offense in and it just is a really good match. But I don't know if it was, you know, Lesnar's call, if he didn't want to work with Ricochet or he doesn't like him, or it was more of just like Vince's call of like, I want to make Brock look big again because you know part of it is some could say that coming out of the Royal Rumble Lesnar looked a little bit weak just getting eliminated by Drew from by the Claymore like I don't think anyone in the right mind would think that made Brock look weak but like in Vince's mind he's like oh Vince didn't I mean Brock didn't win so that means that he looks weak so now we have to make him look super strong again and just sacrifice Ricochet um, to which then last night on Raw, Ricochet ended up losing, um, clean in the center of the ring to, uh, I can't remember, Riddick Moss, the 24-7 champion. Um, so it seems like either Ricochet is kind of just like done for now and they're just completely giving up on him. Or they're kind of running the angle of like, oh, let's have him like go on a losing streak to either then build him back up or to like turn him heel. Um, either way, I never like when they do that where they just having have someone keep losing and losing and losing to like worse and worse people. Um, it's just like, I don't know. It's a big investment to like, because it's got to be long enough to make it count. And it's just, I don't know. I never like when they do that, so... At this point, it's kind of just like a lose-lose situation for Ricochet, which is a huge bummer um, because I really like him, and I also thought that he could have had a really fun match with Lesnar, but guess not. Um, Next up, Reigns defeats... Oh, so I predicted that one correctly as well. Uh, Reigns defeats King Corbin in a steel cage match to finally, finally end this feud with Baron Corbin. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's done. We did it. It's there is no more Reigns versus Corbin, and this was the biggest win of the entire pay per view, and probably the entire year, because we're finally done with this freaking feud that has gone on for far, far, far too long. 
Um, and I really couldn't be happier because this feud is just the worst and I hated it and it was boring and drawn out and it's done. Um, yeah, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, next up was Bailey defeating Naomi to retain the title. Um, called that one as well. And from what I heard is a pretty cool finish because seeing as the women have to wear very modest outfits, I think they pretty much just wear like pants and a t-shirt. Um, I think they did something where like Naomi's hand or arm or foot like got caught in her t-shirt or something, if I remember correctly. So it was like a creative finish with that. So that's cool. Um, I guess, you know, may as well just, I don't know have fun with it try something funky um but i predicted that one as well it makes sense that she would retain here um and then finally it happened and i said i was gonna lose my mind if this happened and i think i did when i um found out that this happened but um goldberg won he defeated the fiend and he is now our universal champion in the year 2020. 53-year-old Bill Goldberg has defeated prime, strongly booked, hasn't yet lost, took a year to build the Fiend, and he beat him in three minutes with, I believe, four spears and a jackhammer. They did it. They really, really did it. And I'm not as emotional about it now as I was then just because it's been like five days since then and I got all my frustrations out with other people that I talked to since then about it um, and on Twitter as well. But, uh, I mean, in the fallout, we now have Reigns versus Goldberg at, WrestleMania for the Universal Championship, which obviously Roman Reigns is going to win. So, like, cool. We knew that Reigns... I mean, I feel like we all saw it coming that Reigns was going to win the Universal title at WrestleMania. I think we all just kind of... We thought we all kind of knew it was inevitable. We all thought it was going to be The Fiend, which I think a fair amount of people, myself included, were fine with that. Like, have The Fiend beat Goldberg and then... Um, at Elimination Chamber, I think they should have done a, a men's Elimination Chamber and had it be, um, you know, Reigns winning that, so he is earning that, and then he goes on and, you know, has a good match with Fiend at WrestleMania where he wins the title. Um, But, uh, and listen, I know that, you know, a lot of people, you know, on the internet and the dirt sheets or whatever are saying that basically WWE figured that fans would be happier with Reigns beating Goldberg for the Universal title instead of The Fiend for the Universal title. So basically, if at WrestleMania we have the show closing out with Roman Reigns beating uh, The Fiend to win the Universal title, you're going to get booze. You're going to get lots of booze. But if you have at WrestleMania the show closing out with Roman Reigns having beating Goldberg, for the Universal title, then you're going to get probably like a mix, but like airing on the side of more cheers than booze. Um, 
So like I get it, but like I still think it's just like I don't know. Like what does that mean for the fiend then? Like I and, and now he's you know he's going to be facing John Cena at WrestleMania, which would be cool. That'd be a good match. It's been you know built up really well so far in just the one night that it's had to do that. Um, but it was done well. I think it'll be a good match. Um, I think it'll help build the fiend back up and you know bandage his character back a little bit from the damage that was just done to it. And I should say as well that the match ended. So after Goldberg won, he was celebrating, he was standing on the ropes, like holding it in the corner. And then like the fiend immediately popped back up after the jackhammer and like was staring at him. And then the lights went out and then he disappeared. So it's like, you know, down but not out kind of thing where he was beaten but he got back up right away pretty similar to the whole thing of like how he played possum versus rollins at the hell in a cell match where he just popped right back up um to you know just to try to save some semblance of his character uh which you know it it makes sense and i liked that they did that like they tried to save him and not just have him be like totally done for from that awful jackhammer um and what else was I going to say? Um, they also had, I mean, I don't know if it was them or just his own accord, but on Twitter after the match, um, Bray, uh, in so many words basically said like, you know, there, you know, it's like a, a vicious cycle or whatever. Um, and, you know, he basically said, like, I had no qualms with Goldberg before because essentially up until now, Gold, uh, the Fiend has been going after people that basically Bray Wyatt lost to, you know, so he went after um, The Miz, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, um, and then going went after a few legends as well. Um, and Kane. I should say as well. So like it made sense that it's like, you know, those are all people that he's lost to previously. So he's going back and essentially writing the wrong. Um, and so then Goldberg comes out and, you know, they've never interacted before. So it was almost just like in character, the fiend is like, I have nothing to fight for. Like I, you know, I didn't, I have no qualms with you essentially. So he basically was just like, yeah, you know, Bummer, but it's fine. Let me actually look it up just so I can get the full words of it. Um, let's see here. Brain. So he said, so he said, to my mockingbird, not a loss, but instead a sacrifice. He wasn't a chapter in my tale. I began with a mission and now I'm where I was supposed to be. You'll see. And then he then went on to go after John Cena on SmackDown. So again, it makes sense. Like, you know, not a loss, but instead of sacrifice, it's basically just like, you know, I didn't, which also kind of talks to the booking of people saying like that WWE booked themselves into a corner, uh, by having him win the title in the first place. Cause then he was going to have to lose it. And it was just like, he shouldn't lose. Um, and then, you know, he wasn't a chapter in my tale. The whole thing of how he's been going after people from the past who have wronged him. He never has interacted with Goldberg. 
I began with a mission, again, righting those wrongs, and now I'm where I was supposed to be. And we saw as he went after John Cena. So, you know, in a roundabout way, it's like, I'm fine with where we've ended up, but I really don't like how we got there. Um, being that we had to have him lose to Goldberg in three minutes flat. Like, and this is the thing that annoys me with the main event picture right now of WWE, but also just with these Saudi shows is we had the WWE championship and the universal championship defended in a combined four and a half minutes. Like the WWE championship was defended and retained in a minute and a half by a 42 year old part-timer. I believe Brock is 42. And then Goldberg, the, the Universal Championship, was won in three minutes by a 53-year-old part-timer. It's just like... It's, uh, Adam Pacitti, who, if you don't know, he works for Cultaholic, who I've mentioned a bunch on this podcast. You should check their stuff out if you like wrestling. But he said, after this pay-per-view, he said, basically, um, WWE loved to lean on nostalgia and they love nostalgic moments and situations. But in 20 years from now, from the booking that they're doing now, they won't have any nostalgia left to go back on. Cause it's essentially like you have all these new guys, all these young guys in the company currently. And you're instead choosing to book these part-time nostalgic acts in Brock Lesnar, Goldberg is, you know, John Morrison, but mostly Goldberg. Guys like this, you're booking them old part-timers to beat these young, unbecoming, newer guys who are the current face of the company. And so no one's going to believe in them and no one cares about them so that in 20 years from now, when the nostalgic acts of now are gone and can't do this anymore, you're not going to have any nostalgia to go back to because no one's going to have cared about this era of wrestlers. And I thought it was really well said. Um, and it was an excellent point that he made, um, and really summed up a lot of the frustrations I have with the company currently of just like, they're relying so much on these nostalgic acts, um, acts being the superstars, these nostalgic people. Um, and you're putting them over the current talent. And it's just, it's not going to work in the future. You're not going to have any nostalgia then to rely on. You're going to have a 97-year-old Hulk Hogan and a, you know, 75-year-old Goldberg coming out for nostalgia when you could be having, you know, someone like Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or Ricochet or, um, you know, the Viking Raiders or um, Andrade or Nakamura who are just being thrown to the wayside. Um, and it's just a real shame. Anyway, so that was Super Showdown. I said it was going to be a brief wrap-up, and it was not, and I told you it wasn't going to be brief. So, Anyways, we're going to take a swift left turn now and focus our attention on Elimination Chamber, which is coming up this Sunday night. Um, only six matches on the card right now. Um, I would imagine they'll probably add one more on Friday night from like another SmackDown match. Um, and it might even be a pre pre-show match, although I'm sure the U S title match will be on the pre-show, but they might add it one more. Um, but if not, 
that's fine because six matches is plenty for just a regular, uh, you know, non-important pre uh, pay-per-view. But anyway, so running down the card here, according to Wikipedia, the first match is um, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan in the Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 36 against Becky Lynch. Um, so my prediction is, you know, very easily it's going to be Shayna Baszler. Uh, the only other person who it could potentially be is Asuka, but it's going to be Shayna Baszler. We've known this for months now. I feel like that it's going to be Baszler versus Lynch at WrestleMania for the title. And Baszler will probably go over. Um, but let's not look too far into the future. Um, but yeah, so just a little context for this matchup. You know, coming into it, we've had Natalia and Asuka having some, um, you know, qualms with each other. They've been facing each other recently. Um, and then obviously Liv Morgan, Ruby Wright, and Sarah Logan were all in the Riot Squad for the first couple of years of their careers. Um, and then Ruby Riot was sidelined by double shoulder surgery, I believe, a little over a year ago. And then Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, I think, at one point they were separated on the draft, but then somehow they ended up back on Raw altogether. Um, and I believe Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan are baby faces, and Ruby Riot is a heel. But it's honestly hard to tell just from how they've been booked. Um, we haven't seen like anything of Sarah Logan recently, so it's kind of hard to tell what's going on with her. But so essentially, two weeks ago on Raw, we had the contract signing for this, and essentially, Oscar grabbed the mic and started talking smack pushed over Natalia and then Liv went after Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan played the peacemaker and Shayna Baszler was just standing there like laughing essentially um cuz she walked in and just like didn't have to do or say anything and she got everyone else fighting over each other um and then this past week on Raw last night we got Liv versus Ruby Riot with Sarah Logan as a special guest referee and she did a fast count to give Liv Morgan the win. And so then Ruby Riot was like pissed. And then Liv Morgan hit her with like a Enziguri, I believe. And then Sarah Logan then hit Liv Morgan with her finisher, I think. It was she just hit her with an, a knee. Um basically just to show like, oh, there's no alliances in the elimination chamber. Um but anyway, so that's what you're going to have is essentially in the match, you're going to have Liv, Ruby, and Sarah going for each other. You're going to have Asuka and Natalia going for each other, and Shane is just kind of going to kind of be there. Um, my guess is that Shayna is either going to be the first person to start the match or she's going to be the last one in. Um, yeah, and my I, I would love... I, I Natalia, I don't really care how she does live Morgan. Don't really care. Ruby riot. Don't really care. Obviously we know Shane is going to win. And I think Oscar's, like I said, the, you know, quote unquote, second place kind of competitor here. But I would love for Sarah Logan to like show out here. I really like her. Um, I think she's a good worker. I think she's criminally underutilized. Um, and she 
I think she deserves a sustained, like, attempted push. Like, actually try. Um, even if it's just, like, you know, having her eliminate, like, have her eliminate Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, even though they're not going to do that because they're probably going to have Shayna eliminate everyone. But have Sarah Logan get, like, a lot of offense in. Like, have her look good. Um, she doesn't have to be like the last one standing against Shayna. Like just, ha- I don't know, just have her look good. I want her book strongly in this match. Um, I don't want her to just like come in and then get like choked out by Shayna and that, have that be it. Um, but anyway, so my prediction is for Shayna Baszler to, uh, to win that match. Um, next up, Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn in a three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. And it pains me to say this, but my prediction is for Braun Strowman to win this match. Um, And the reason it pains me is not because I dislike Braun Strowman. I I like him. I like him a lot. I'm glad that he's a champion. I am glad that he is the Intercontinental Champion, and I hope that he has a sustained reign and push with and because of it uh even though i don't think he belongs in the mid card at all um but he's there so i'm going to take what i can get he's a champion um but like man shinsuke cesaro and Sami Zayn just being like the <laughs> what is this wrestling is fake grow up hey so is every single movie that you watch and most of the tv shows you watch man I I honestly think the whole wrestling is fake grow up co- argument is so laughable at this point, especially in this day and age. Like every single action movie or TV show you watch is 100% fake, you know, like it's acted out, it's stunts, it's not real, but you enjoy it anyway, you watch it. Unless you're someone who exclusively watches uh, like documentaries, um, then yeah, stick to that. I mean, I have nothing against them. Um, I love documentaries. I think they're great. I love learning stuff. Um, but saying wrestling is fake grow up, like why is it why does it make me immature? I guess is what you're saying, because I'm not young. Like I, I'm twenty six years old. Um, I don't watch Well, that's clear because you're saying wrestling is fake grow up, so obviously you don't watch it. Um But I'm just saying I just think the whole you know, wrestling is fake grow up. Like, I I don't know, man. I just, I think that's a really silly argument to make. And it's not even an argument because, like, who am I harming? What wrong am I doing by enjoying something that's just fun entertainment, you know? It's the same as I love the Bourne movies, you know, Bourne Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum. I think they're really great movies. Love watching them. Um, But they're fake, you know? I don't watch anything on TV. Oh, so you're really fun at parties, aren't you? Just grow up. What am I doing wrong? I need to grow up because I watch TV now? Is that what you're saying? This is taking a huge turn. Oh, man. I don't watch anything on TV. Okay. So wrestling is fake. Got it. Watching TV is immature. I'm gathering from you, just grow up. Um, I mean, okay, I enjoy watching television because it's entertaining. Um, but 
if that's so upsetting to you, I don't only watch TV. I like to play music. I like to write my own music. I like to listen to music. I like to hike. I like to, um, yeah, I'm fun. I get drunk, snort coke. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I'm sure that's a troll, but if it's not, congrats, man. Congratulations for getting drunk and snorting coke and hiring hookers. I guess. I don't... I don't. Let me ask you a question. Music is fake. Uh, okay, so I think I got it. I think you're on Twitch, right? You're you're scrolling through the just chatting because the just chatting section is definitely the most interesting and entertaining section of Twitch, right? So you're scrolling through. You see this. Um, I pissed in the sink in my work and what? He said he said work and what? I'm, okay. I'm going to ignore you for a second so I can talk to you. So you're scrolling through Twitch. You, you go through just chatting. You see a stream that has three, two viewers. So you're like, oh, man, this guy has no viewers, right? I can, I can go in this chat, and he's immediately going to talk to me. You see WWE Elimination Chamber preview. Oh, man, this guy watches wrestling, and he's not eight years old. This is hilarious. I got to go make fun of this guy, right? So you hop into the chat and you're like, wrestling is fake, grow up. Because clearly wrestling, like it bothers you that people watch it because it's fake, right? So you're like, um, grow up. And then I come back at you. I make a valid argument for why wrestling is, it is fake. I totally agree with you. It's fake. It's scripted. They don't really hit each other half the time. And it's predetermined. I get it. It's fake. I've admitted that. I've done an entire episode on why it's fake. Um, and then I come back at you, and I'm not just like, hey, man, what the heck? And so then you just start getting upset, and then you're... Um, all right, well, see, now I just have to ban you. And that was that's unfortunate, because I was enjoying getting to talk to you, um, but now you're gone, so... That's a real bummer. Anyways, he, he's, I was having, I was legitimately having fun having a conversation with this guy. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't a conversation because he was just yelling at me. But I love having conversations with people who don't like wrestling. They think wrestling is fake. Wait, they know that wrestling is fake. They have to tell me that for some reason because I don't know. Um, they tell me that wrestling is fake. And then I come back and we have a, conversation usually ends very well because they're like that's a good point because usually they don't mean any harm by it um but then he has to come in here and just start saying gross things that are just really immature and inappropriate and i just i don't have time or patience for that and i don't have to because this is my stream and i can he's <laughs> And he just followed the stream. Oh, this guy's legitimately making me, me laugh, um, even though he's banned. So sorry about it, bud. Um, thanks for the view, though. Anyways, so I, was in, I, I, I like talking about wrestling, and 
why I understand that it's fake, but I still like watching it. Um, but then he clearly was upset by that and I guess felt threatened maybe. So he, um, you know, he just decides to, uh, I don't know, just be immature and inappropriate. I don't know. I just feel bad for people like that, honestly, because he's, like I said, he's clearly coming into the stream because I have two viewers. I have, you know, I don't have any viewership. I have two followers. Um, I'm talking about wrestling, so he's like, let me just go make fun of this kid, but um, he doesn't know that I, I, you know, I don't get offended by that stuff. I don't get affected by it. I just... I try to have a conversation, and then if you start taking it too far, I'm going to ban you. So, anyways, that's the first ban I've ever done on Twitch. So, congrats to that guy. Big, big. Actually, I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to. I don't want to give him any uh, attention that he doesn't deserve. Because um, clearly, he's lacking some in other areas of his life. Anyways, boom, roasted. We're going to move right on here. What was I saying? I was talking about Braun Strowman. Um, man. Shinsuke Cesaro and Sami Zayn um, really getting thrown to the curb here, huh? Like, they just... Someone posted on Twitter today. They posted the video of when Shinsuke debuted on SmackDown. I don't even know when that was, two years ago? And the pop was huge. The crowd was electric. They were... So happy and just like off the, you know, they were, they were, it was electric. Crowd was going crazy. Loved it. I loved it. It was great. And then I, I thought about it and I responded and I said, I think this was the best, this has been the best part of his main roster career so far. Cause he immediately entered into a feud with Dolph Ziggler, which went absolutely nowhere. And then I think he, I don't even remember what he did for a while there. And then he, um, he just, I I can't even remember. He floundered and did nothing for a while until WrestleMania. Well, he won the Royal Rumble, which was great. That was big. He especially eliminating Reigns last. So that was pretty big, cool moment of his career. Actually, that's a high point. So he wins the Royal Rumble we get the dream match of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania for the WWE title. And the match is fine. Nakamura loses, turns heel on AJ Styles, and has been heel ever since. And ever since that heel turn, it's been pretty terrible um, because we had like three months of him and AJ Styles just like hitting each other in the crotch, (laughs) Um, which was just weird. Um, And then... He did nothing for a while, and then he like had the U.S. title for a little bit, and like got in a mini feud with Rusev, which was weird. Um, and then they paired him with Sami Zayn, which was cool because he was like a mouthpiece, like manager type thing, like a Paul Heyman kind of deal, which I was pumped about. And then again, they did nothing with him, um, and. I don't know. It just like, I, I don't know. I'm just really disappointed. I'm just bumped. And obviously Sami Zayn hasn't wrestled in like a year, I think at this point. 
and Cesaro is one of if one of if not the best wrestlers in the company, and they just refuse to do anything with him and will not let him leave the mid card. Um, so that's a bummer. But anyways, I'm sorry. There was a massive, massive tangent, and I got sidelined by a troll. Um, but anyways, my prediction is Braun Strowman is going to beat all three of them in this handicap match, and it's just not going to end well. Um, which is a bummer. But yeah. Moving on, um, the next match on the card, Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day versus The Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode in the Elimination Chamber match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, first of all, forgot that Lucha House Party were even a thing, so that's cool. Um This match should be pretty good, honestly. You got some good tag teams, and you got the New Day, and you got the Usos, Heavy Machinery. I mean, Lucha House Party are good workers. They're just, no one knows about them, and they have no character. Um, And then Ziggler and Root are just whatever. But it should be a good match with the teams that are in there. Um. I never am a fan of the tag team elimination chamber matches um, because it's just like most of these people aren't even feuding with each other. Like the New Day, Miz and Morrison and the Usos, probably it makes sense for. But like Heavy Machinery have had nothing to do with any of these guys recently. Lucha House Party haven't done anything um in months and then Ziggler and Rude have been more involved in like the Reigns and Corbin storyline than anyone or anything else. So like the I feel like the Elimination Chamber should have similar not effects, but like similar reasonings uh as like a hell in a cell where it's like this feud is so personal, like it needs to be settled in the Elimination Chamber. Um and so, like, you just never get that with six different tag teams. Like, you're just throwing them together at this point. Like, Lucha House Party haven't been seen on TV, to my knowledge, in, like, months. And now it's just like, hey, you got a SmackDown Tag Team Championship opportunity. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, my prediction is Miz and Morrison retain here. Because, again, they just won the titles five days ago. So, I can't imagine they have them have a reign that short. Um, but my prediction is they win here, and then they go on to feud with um, the Usos for the titles. Sorry. Because the Usos have been um, really hot since coming back. Um, And you're not going to have them versus the New Day, especially these two babyface teams, and we've seen that matchup like literally a thousand times at this point. So having them versus Miz and Morrison is a much fresher feud, and I'm sure the Usos will eventually take the titles off of them as well, maybe at WrestleMania even. Um, And the New Day will move on maybe to feud with Ziggler and Rude. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I I think Miz and Morrison retain here, though, regardless. Um, and that's, there's not a whole lot of storyline in here. Like I said, like Miz and Morrison, obviously they just beat the new day for the titles and they just lost on SmackDown last week in a non-title match to the Usos. Um, so that's why I think they'll eventually feud with them after this. Um, heavy machinery, they've just been so involved in, 
uh, Otis and Mandy and Dolph storyline. So they're not really doing much. And then, you know, Lucha House Party hasn't been doing anything. So, yeah. Um, next up, Street Profits versus Rollins and Murphy for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Again, the Street Profits, spoiler alert, just won the titles last night on Raw, um, which is great. So, obviously, they're not going to lose them because they're not going to have them have a six-day reign. Um, same as Ms. Morrison. So, <clears throat> hopefully, I'm really hoping that for once... Finally, we can get a team for first of all, a tag team that is holding the tag team belts, i.e. the Street Profits, and that we have a lengthy reign. I want them to hold the belts until SummerSlam, at least, because we just need an established team winning the titles and defending them regularly and holding on to them for more than a month, because it feels like, let me actually see. It feels like, especially the Raw Tag Team Championships have just been hopping hands, you know, for like a year. Let's see. Um, Scroll all the way down. Okay. So let's just see for 2019. Well, so, Rude and Gable won them December 10th, 2018. Then the Revival beat them February, so that was a 63-day reign. Then the Revival held them for 55 days. Then Hawkins and Ryder held them for 64 days. Then the Revival held them for 49 days. Here we go. And then, so starting July. So July 29th, 2019, Gals and Anderson beat the Revival for the titles. They held them for 21 days. Then Strowman and Seth Rollins held them for 27 days. Then Ziggler and Rude held them for 29 days. Then the Viking Raiders held them for 98 days. Then Murphy and Rollins just held them for 42 days. And now the Street Profits have them. So like the last reign... That was over a hundred days. Was back in 2015 when the New Day won them and held them for 483 days. The next longest reign was, I think, 98 by the uh, Viking Raiders. Yeah. They held them from October to January. That's the longest reign that's been since the New Day had their historic reign. Which is just like, that's not good. Like, that's six years ago, five years ago, whatever. That the titles were held that long for more than basically three months. Like, I don't know. That's just like, that's too long for me that it's gone since that. So, I just want at least a 100-day reign for the Street Profits, and I'll be happy. Um Anyway, so I had the Street Profits retaining in that match. Um, next up, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles in a no disqualification match. Um, this one I honestly don't know how to call it because, like, AJ Styles pinned Alistair Black in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw. 
even though Alistair Black had to go through uh, Gallows and then or Anderson and then Gallows to get to Styles. But it was the first time that Alistair Black had lost a singles match on TV in over a year. And I still don't know where we're going with The Undertaker with this thing. So it's like, does The Undertaker like make an appearance at Elimination Chamber? Does he cost AJ Styles the match? Does he get involved after the match? Does he not appear at all? Because we know he's booked to appear next Monday night on Raw. We know that. But like... I don't know. It's just hard to it's just hard to predict, you know? I'm not sure. Cuz like they've been protecting AJ Styles since he since the Royal Rumble when he separated his shoulder too. Like he's barely wrestled at all since then. Oh man, I don't know. My I'm going to I'm going to say because it's like it's no DQ so the OC can get involved. And then so it's like, "Oh, who does Aleister Black have to help him? No one except maybe The Undertaker." But, like, would he appear at Elimination Chamber? Because then it's like, ooh, maybe this is set up a tag match at WrestleMania. This one, I'm en- I like that I don't know where this is going. I do. I do like that I'm like, who knows? So I just got a guess on this one. So my guess is... ay ay ay. I'm going to say Aleister Black gets the win here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just I have to go with it. Aleister Black to win this match. I don't know how. I feel no confidence in that whatsoever. Yeah. Aleister Black to win that match. And then finally, the last one, Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo. Um, again, for the United States Championship. In what seems like the 20th match that these guys have had for the... United States Championship, um, but uh, I don't know. I just want more for the United States Championship picture, and I want more for both of these guys other than for them to just keep facing each other in like matches that don't get enough time or have any build or have people that have any character. But either way, I mean, Andrade's going to win. Andrade retains here. Um, but... I just don't know where we go from here with these guys. Anyways, wow. <clears throat> what a bummer to end on. But overall, um, I will say I'm surprised there's not like any sort of just like a singles men's. Man, I apologize, guys. I need to get my computer updated because the audio, my computer just can't handle running all this stuff at once. But anyways, um, I'm surprised there's not like a singles men's elimination chamber match. Um, I wonder if there has ever been like an elimination chamber pay-per-view without like a men's just like, you know, elimination chamber either for one of the titles or a shot at one of the titles. Um, I can't remember the last time that's ever happened if it has, but anyways, I think the cards, I think it's going to be fine. Um, you know, it's the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, so they're not going to do anything too crazy, but they have to just like continue and build on a lot of storylines going into WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, 
no, you know, no appearances from Goldberg or Lesnar on this. Um, so neither of the top titles being defended or even seen at this. Um, Roman Reigns is not booked for this pay-per-view. Um, Corbin is not booked for the pay-per-view. Bray Wyatt is not pay- booked for the pay-per-view. Drew McIntyre. I'm just trying to think of other, like a lot of top people not booked for this pay-per-view. So, you know, we always love to see them getting a night off, but it is just a little weird. And that's why I'm saying we might get like one more match booked on SmackDown this Friday night, right before the pay-per-view happens on Sunday. Um, or maybe they'll like announce it on backstage tonight or something. I don't know, but we'll see if they do announce one more. I'll put it in my, I'll put my prediction in the Facebook post that goes live on Sunday before the pay-per-view as usual. Um, and then I will update you with the results of my predictions after the pay-per-view on Monday morning. Um, but yeah, that's all I really have to talk about. Um, in regards to the pay-per-view. Um, I apologize if this back half of the episode, I seemed a little distracted or whatever. I just, you know, was flustered by that guy coming in my stream and just totally trolling, um, just being really immature and inappropriate. Um, it's just kind of a bummer to see, uh, you know, that cyber, I don't want to call it bullying cause that didn't feel like bullying, but he was definitely trying to mess with me uh, and be rude. Um, it's just, you know, a bummer to see that that stuff still happens and still exists. Um, you know, luckily I'm at an age and a place in my life where I can take it. You know, it's really not a big deal cause he didn't, you know, first of all, he didn't say anything demeaning to me other than saying wrestling is fake grow up, which again, I've said, I heard that a thousand times. It doesn't face me. Um, you know, but he was just trying to frazzle me, um, and just trying to be rude and, and, you know, get my attention. So that's why I just ended up panning him. Um, but I apologize that that happened to anyone in the Trish stream that had to watch that and see what he was saying. It was just, um, uncalled for. Um, so I'm sorry if you had to witness that and I'm sorry that I was distracted for the rest of the, uh, episode, you know, it's a bummer. I, I try not let this stuff, uh, bother me, um, or, or get me frazzled or whatever you want to call it. But you know, sometimes you just can't help it. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, I do appreciate you guys for, for watching and the stream and listening to the uh, audio. If you do, I, I really appreciate you guys checking this out and supporting, supporting the show. It means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, make sure you check out all the social media pages. If you're not already, um, Twitch, Facebook, and Instagram are all sports talk with swag. And the Twitter is STWS cast. You can run an email to sports talk with swag at gmail.com. Um, if you have anything you want to say or ask, um, what else? Check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Leave us a rating. Uh, let's, let us know what you think of the show. And um, yeah, other than that, I want to thank you guys for hanging out and checking out this show. And um, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Well